When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV begins right now. I see the boys, there they are, in studio. That's Ira and Corey. I'm Jeff. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to our friends at Register Sausage. Yay, sausage, as we get things going. Ira, fire away. What great promos are there? You know, here's the thing, Jeff. There's another week, another win, another mm. promo code. It's all they do around these parts. And I'm not talking about the promo code this week. I'm making an audible. Uh-oh. It, it, go to Register Sausage on Twitter, and yeah. you can find the promo code. Or X, probably on their Facebook. On X. On X. Yeah. And you'll uh, see their promo code. There's a promo code out there. Maybe I'll bring it. Maybe I'll bust it out later. But I also want to focus on the people that order that get the registers in, in person. Mm-hmm. You know, a few weeks ago, I think it was about a month ago or so, I think they got into Costco in Tallahassee. Boom. And so it's doing big numbers, I think. And yeah. then if uh, if you have a Costco in your area, apparently they're very receptive to uh, questions and, and, you know, protests. That mm. thing that- They you know, are? I didn't know that. As headliners yeah, Costco like loves protests. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, they're yeah. receptive to that. No, but if you ask the meat manager at Costco, they might uh, get some registers in your store uh, and they also, uh, we had a bunch go into uh, Publix's in Jacksonville. Boom. So again, the expansion continues. And if you're outside of the Southeast, go to registermeats.com and you can have registered sausage delivered to you. A little andouille, uh, maybe the jalapeno cheddar, the, the short links are delicious. Mm. There's, I mean, there's just so many options. Do you think that there will be a sort of a sausage bonanza at the end of the year for us, just a private party only for as rich as we've made Ben? Uh, we should, we should. You know, they it actually- better be like an eyes wide shut party. Oh wow! Well, on game days now, they've got it at a hotel. They've got it at Hotel Indigo over at uh, uh, the pregame show. They do, and then also uh, they had it at the Battles End tailgate. Ben, we've we've it's connected. Everywhere. We've connected the Battles End and Register Sausage. Ben's supplying the Battles End tailgate it's now. A, it's everywhere. Register Sausage. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do everywhere you turn on football Saturdays. You got to make sure you can eat right. Oh, yeah. Different types of sausage are always good. So that's good. Yeah, they are over there at Hotel Indigo. That'll be good. We'll be back up there. A night game. Mm. Buddy, I'm pumped for this weekend. I could wear this into the stadium if I want. It's going to be nice. It'll be like yeah, 65 degrees it'll be, or it'll something. It'll be nice incredible. and chilly, hopefully, by the time we get to halftime yeah. of that game. So That's, that's going to be that for real. I mean, I, and Corey and I were talking about this at the game Saturday. Yeah. When I don't know if a Duke football team's ever experienced anything like what they're going to see on Saturday night. I mean, has Duke ever brought – that kind of a you know have they ever faced that they kind had of a, a crowd team that where you'd get excited where, to see them yeah because this team's going to take them seriously the mm-hmm. fans are going to take them seriously and this fan base hasn't yet had a night game against a power five opponent you know they had the, the one night game was southern miss it was awful so and it was five days after you know LSU. so people it was well you know, they a good also crowd. haven't had a big night game here probably i would guess you'd say clemson in 16 you could say clemson last year but you're on a two-game losing streak right. So there wasn't the excitement. You're just, ah, I hope we can stop this losing streak. To be six and zero, undefeated, number four in the country, it, 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 and it's Duke. I get it, but it could have. But it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a relevant. It's a, Duke it's team. a very relevant, and it's a top twenty showdown. It could be like Notre Dame and fourteen. 
Like, it's been a long time since they had a big ranked matchup. Probably Clemson and 16, but even that game, you'd already lost twice and yeah. you're underdogs. Yeah. Like, I just think... With, with what's at stake yes. and, and the fact that Duke is good and, you know, you've got Fowler and Herbstreit, the nation's watching, everybody knows it's a big game. But Duke, Duke's never been in it. But even if Duke's played at Clemson, that's fine. Those are always afternoon games, and nobody Clemson's fans don't go they're there. They're probably showing up in the game. second quarter and yeah, leaving in the third quarter. Well, no, they're good fans. They show up. They, they want to see Dabo run down the hill. The they students don't. aren't showing well, up for, sure. before kickoff for, for Duke. But my point is, but yeah, I mean, like, it's exact. It's the exact opposite of Duke basketball. Like, I, man, so many years, Duke basketball would come to uh, the Tucker Center, and the media would ask, you know, it would be an unbelievable crowd, and the media would ask Coach K, ah, what was this environment like? And K would be like, guys, well, this is what we get wherever we go. Yeah. This is what we – It's oh, every this is week. Every, yeah. Everywhere we play, this is what we get. Well, Duke football's – I don't know if they've ever had this, what they're going to see Saturday night. I'm not saying it's going to change the game, but it, it's it's a factor. It'll be tougher than UConn, which is their only their other only road, road game. game this year. This you will know be that? fun. I did not realize they've only that was played. Only... They played five home games. They've had one. I don't road know how game. I didn't know that. I actually went back and looked at a little bit of Duke on Sunday, and then again yesterday morning. Their I wasn't one road game. You must, was, you must uh, be UConn. saving the three, two, one for later this week. That's this week. what it is. That's mm. what it is. Yeah. No, no. I'm I'm pumped about the fact that um, that Duke is good and that Duke plays, you know, smart. I, I want to see what Florida State does. They're going to have to earn what they get not that they won't earn a lot they might they might just be able to overwhelm duke athletically uh but duke's players will be in the right spot they're very physical they're smart we we all respect coach elko he's done a really good job they went they won nine games a year ago yeah uh their only loss this year is that hard-fought game against notre dame and they blew it yeah they blew it they 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 probably should have won the game so i mean they're they're good they're not great but they're good enough obviously if you don't play well so it's a good test. And, you know, I keep I keep thinking in time we're going to see this offensive line for Florida State be what they're supposed to be, meaning healthy, first of all. Um, and, and until they can line up and have the same five guys that we thought could start or should start, um, I think that they'll be a little bit uneven in the way that they play. It's a little frustrating. I, I, I know at some point, you know, Mike wants to get that group ready to roll. Uh, it, it would be a nice turn of events if they could get it going on Saturday. Look, I, I hate to interrupt the Duke talk already, or even going back a little bit to the to the Syracuse game, but I feel like we buried the lead. Um, did you go to the game Saturday? Of course, yeah. I don't know how we're not talking about the scoreboard. I, I don't <laughs> understand how we didn't lead with that. Because again, look, there aren't many podcasts that just get things done. Mm-hmm. This is clearly one of them. It just gets things done over and the I, years, yeah. It, and it, look, it, it's a collective effort. Obviously, I was the I was the ringleader. Right. I spearheaded it. It's like when I got him to fix the paint. Yeah. You know, yeah. Got, yeah. You, were I, the, you were the whiny. Well, hey, yeah. come on, man. I, mean, I wasn't oh, whiny. Sorry, I wasn't whiny. Yeah. I take offense to that word. It was excessive. I, I was taking. I have to take offense to that word. But what'd you think of it? It was great, right? Yeah, I don't think I noticed right away because yeah. I'm so used to just not paying attention to that. I had my camera ready to see the punting stat. On the first play of the game to have the punt. And it's like, oh, Ira, look at that. And so I took a picture of that instead. I felt, hey, did you they, post yeah. it? Yeah, I did. I did. I tweeted about it. I said, we did it or something like that. But it's nice that things get a con. They don't mm-hmm. just, you know, they don't just um, in dig time, in. In time for all kinds of renovations. They they don't just <laughs> dig in. So that was, and they had uh, scores on the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? That, was, that was stunning. I did see that. I was like, what is going on here? Things are happening. And I, I just, I you're, you're welcome, everyone. Look, I'm not a hero. I, I put on my pants one leg at a time, just like Jeff does. Ira, you're two-legged, two legs at a time. You're mm-hmm. weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just doing my job. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of the fans. Because I am a fan at heart, Ira. And I like the fact you bring up uh, opportunities to celebrate you. <laughs> because nobody is- else will. <laughs> 
Nobody else will. So, so not on this has, show. No. On the, in fairness to him, not <laughs> somebody, on this show. Yeah. Somebody has to. Uh, no, that's a it's a big uh, it's a big plus. It's a it's a step in the right direction. It's good for to know Do- they're listening Campbell to the Stadium. fans. Maybe not the whiny B that Ira thinks oh, yeah, I am, yeah. but to the he fans. He leveled it right off the I, bat. I speak for the fans. I, so, I do speak for the fans. So we're we're excited about where this sits, and not only that, because look, we said it last weekend, and then it'll happen again this weekend. The picture gets clearer with every week that goes by, and so in the big. You know, beauty pageant that is college football and the soon-to-be rankings when they come out soon enough. uh, Everybody will want to know, you know, where we sit in all of that because I think this is going to be a bit of a cluster. But we are getting some answers. Uh, Washington, Oregon, that may be round one, but that was a fun game to watch. But you get Penn State and Ohio State this weekend, right? So there you go. All right. So could that be round one, or they in the same like they couldn't play each other in the? I think I think Iowa, unfortunately for the Big Ten, is going to make the Big Ten championship. So there's still divisions, right? And and that would be a nightmare for whoever wins the other side because you get nothing for beating Iowa in the Big Ten championship Mm -hmm. game. Like if you're in the beauty pageant and everybody's trying, look, if Florida State plays North Carolina in the ACC championship. And that's a that's a, a you know twelve and zero versus eleven and one or twelve and zero perhaps. I mean that's a that's a huge bump for either one of those teams right. who wins yeah. it. I mean it's not going to be that way in the Big Ten. So you know screw them. I'm not going to feel sorry for them. But that's yeah. that's the way that looks. Um, you know so better and better each week. You know USC's out of there now. Done with them. Won't be talking about them any longer. Uh, we've got more and more of these teams will be falling by the wayside. I like that. Uh, was it just last week? Lincoln, Lincoln Riley had his big press conference where he defended his defense and how great they are and and then they went out and played bad on both sides of the ball i mean Awful. usc did you that, see their that number a weird... I, I feel like i looked at the wrong box score i feel like notre dame only had like 280 yards they did. total offense. yeah i think so and scored 41 points and uh, but what i think they had a bunch of turnovers i guess yeah well they did caleb williams kept so he's not gonna win the heisman again nope uh neither one of the colorado kids are winning the heisman nope. again nope so right now it's Penix. jordan i'm telling you jordan's He's hanging, just, around, he's hanging around. He is hanging around. He's not the favorite. I think he's fourth. He's fourth right now. I think it'd be cool if he got to New York. You know, it's interesting. Be, uh, and right now he's in position to get to New York. And he's going to have there is a chance people will be watching that Florida game. Right. Well, there's it starts this weekend. Like, he's got exactly a high right. profile game for the game. nation to watch right now. And, yeah, but, this, it, but if he does well, people might say, Well, it's Duke. But well, people might. are still no. going to be watching the game. Yeah, well, it, what he can't—he can't win it this weekend, but he could play his way out of it yes, for correct. some reason yes. that he wasn't. He can good. keep himself in the conversation. Yeah, David Hale just tweeted some stats comparing Drake May and, and Jordan Travis, and Jordan's stats, man, they—they're pretty favorable against Drake May, and he's played better competition according to advanced metrics. So, yeah, man, it's—I uh, I think he'll definitely be there you know, again, especially if he—you know—they're getting more eyes on them as other teams kind of fall yeah. off. And yeah, Duke's a big one, man. This is a big game. You talked about who's going to be announcing it, but also they were they had game day just a couple weeks ago. I mean, they're on, they're on the radar at least. I I respect Elko a lot, and I talked about it at the beginning of the year, and then a little bit more as after we saw Duke play. I was like, okay, so that nine and four thing wasn't fluky. The one problem they have is that we don't know about Riley Leonard. Obviously, right. this would be a, a more uh, I think a stiff test, if you will, for Florida State if he were playing, because I actually think very highly of him as a quarterback. Yeah, but so, you th- I, my my kid, my pushback there is if he was healthy, like if you got yeah, a one-legged yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley Leonard, which it's not is, the same thing. Because yeah. if he can't, even if he plays in this game, he's not going to be what he, like Notre Dame. He ran all over him like he's an athlete. Yeah, he is. Um, if that's a way, if that's taken away, and he's just got to beat you with his arm. I just feel like you can do – that's not nearly as scary as if he was no, his he's normal not, self. He doesn't appear to be – if you look statistically, not a dynamic passer. Yeah, well, he yeah. does have great weapons. And clearly. I think he'll get better and better as a passer. But, yeah, it's yeah. you're right. That ability to run 
shapes that's his what scared game. the whole thing. But if oh, he yeah. can't, if he's out Think there, about but that can't run he had against Clemson. I mean, that's yeah. crazy against that defense and and that run. I mean, he's running away from guys. So yeah, that that element being out of his game is absolutely huge for Florida State. And these are games now where you know coming back home, getting decisive victories. They still can clean things up. I guess that's just who this team's going to be forevermore. They're just going to have wins that are decisive, and we'll note that, but we'll also say, well, there's that stretch of football that's poor. That's just seemingly who they are. Although, I do think, again, they're going to get better and better with each one of these kinds of games where more guys get involved, more guys are part of the reason that they're winning. They're yeah. playing a lot of guys. Yeah, I agree. That That is one interesting thing. Like You talked about the offensive line and how they've been playing seven or eight guys, depending on who's available, which ones play. Um, but they're not just sticking with five. And I think part of that is it really is by design. I think the idea is that all of these guys will be getting reps in these games, again, that you that you should be able to win, even if you're not you know, the best possible five you could have out there for every snap. But what it does give you is it gives you this great security blanket as you go later in the season in case you lose a guy or two. It's not a big deal. These guys have played to get – they played alongside – every different combination they could play before, play with. And the same thing on the defensive line, we talked about uh, just how few snaps these guys are playing defensively on the defensive line, particularly Fabian Lovett and all these guys are playing less snaps. The only thing I wonder about with that group is, will they gradually ramp that up? Because I you, would think they'd have to. Because you know, you, you're not going to want to go from playing 30 snaps a game to 70 in Against the, a really in good a, team in a, in a playoff in game. a big game, right? Like an ACC championship or you, game, or or do you just keep rolling with that rotation? I, you know that might be. A I would dicey. think if you go back and look at Clemson, or you go back and look at BC in the second half, I think when they're in games like, oh no, we're we're in a real fight here. Those guys that you want out there are out there we'll more. Out there. Um, but I did think it was. Uh, I don't know that any other coaching staff in the country in a situation <laughs> like that where you're up seventeen to three at half, you get the ball first and don't score, you punt. So your defensive line has had 30 minutes of rest, like legitimately a, a real 30 minutes of rest, and you still have your backup defensive line out there for the first series of the second half. I mean, that tells you they are forcing these backups to play right. because they want – I mean, it's a long season. It's nine straight weeks of playing football potentially if you make the ACC championship game. It's been fun. I said yesterday, Ira and I were talking about it on the JCS. I mean, I Malcolm Ray deserves a ton of credit, man. That kid is – Stingray. A he's a legitimate mm -hmm. player now for you. He is a very productive player for you. He is, he's just good. Yeah. He's just straight up good. He's yeah. not your prototypical 320-pound space eater, but he's quick, man. Like, there was a play today where he you know beats the guard with a spin move – or a swim move, and just, man, he he's quick. He, that quickness is a weapon. Did you hear the nickname I just gave him? Stingray? The Stingray. I don't know where you came up with that. Just the last name being Ray, Ray doesn't mean you can go Stingray. He's not like a Stingray. He's a quick, about, bear how about, of a man. And, uh, how about this one? Manta Ray. So a bigger version yeah. of the Stingray. I, I, I like Gyrus better. Devil Ray. I think Stingray, I think Stingray works. Because he's stinging the offense. Mm. He gets a stinger yeah. in the that's, offense. That's, that's... Ray of light. <laughs> so no. you're going backwards. Oh. I want you to pick and think about it a little bit more. Oh, I, know I you did. Just came it's up with Stingray. That. You know, you came no, up I with came that. up with this three hours ago. No, that's I, terrible. I'm not, I'm not you're not efforting it. like you once did. You used to put some time. <laughs> I know. In this. There was I did. a time when there was a time yeah. where he cared deeply about these monikers or nicknames that he gave people. Now the seagull just, backfield. Now yeah, we haven't had anything inspired like that. There's nothing that's just not inspiring. People expect more from you. You just took his last name. Well, I did, but I added Sting to it. Stingray. Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. 
time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part and you get to take the credit. Ever wish you could spend less time planning, shopping, and cooking for the family and more time with the family? From easy time-saving breakfasts and family dinners to kid-approved lunches and snacks, HelloFresh has what it takes to keep everyone, including you, happy and satisfied. When you get HelloFresh, you know you're getting top-notch produce since it travels from the farm to your door in less than seven days. Life during football season has always been crazy in our house. I cover a top-five football program, my wife has a full-time job, we've got kids' activities, and there's not enough time to eat the meals we want to eat at our own house. Thanks to HelloFresh, we have delicious, trustworthy meals delivered to our door, saving us precious time to recharge and break bread together as a family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50headlines and use the code 50headlines, 50headlines for 50% off, plus 15% off the next two months. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50headlines, 50headlines, and use the code 50headlines, 50headlines for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. What do you think about Malcolm in the Middle? Somebody on the chat. I like it. Corey, uh, Corey thinks it's a little verbose. It's a little, a little too. Wordy. He's going to shoot down whatever anybody else no, that's says. Not true. It could have been anything else. No. And he it's a, like, it's, it's a, just clever. Much, guys. It's good. It's it is good. clever. Malcolm in the middle is good. It's still a play on his first name, and I had a play on his second name. I feel like we're still in the same <laughs> ballpark. Yeah. Malcolm in the middle so. is better than Stingray, Except but we got to keep it rolling. His name is Malcolm, and he plays in the middle yeah, of the right. makes sense. We got two it. things yeah. going there. Well, he doesn't sting anybody. Yeah, he There's does. No he stings stinging. offenses no. with tackles in the no. backfield <laughs> and no deflected passes. Stinging going on. Hey, what would you do for Byron Turner, who's starting to play well? Oh, he's you already got that. One. He's had that one for a while. Oh, Byron Turner overdrive. Oh, instead of Bachman. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I've quality. had that for that two one's years. really good. Yeah. That's yeah. better than Byron. you've done in a long time. Oh, that's it's two years old. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Back uh, yeah, when I you put up, in effort. But yeah, that's right. Back that's, in the day, I've been waiting for him Corey. to be something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that one I'll give you credit for. That's fantastic. Feels like that was stolen from Chris Berman in a way. No, 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 it's not. That's very Bermany. I mean, I'm. 
I think you might have. You remember Oda B. McDowell? Yeah. My dad, that was my dad's favorite Berman nickname. Was uh, His name was Oda B. McDowell, and Berman's was Oda B. Young Again McDowell. What was uh, Lowenstein's? Tonight, was like let a, it be Lowenstein's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're old. Right, we're old. We're old. We remember Very Berman. Old. Hell, we Chris remember Berman when people was... bought Lowenstein. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Lowenbrow, whatever it was. Lowenbrow, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that said, all right, so practice today. You two were there. Yeah, man. Johnny Wilson was back out there, which I figured is a positive he would be, thing. Right? Yeah. I was just going to ask you for a health update, and yeah, that's Mike, exactly right. And Norvell said yesterday that uh, he practiced late last week some, so um, so it's not a huge surprise, but it was good to see him out there. Uh, Jaheim Bell looked very good. It's mm. good um, to see. He dusted game. a couple of guys yeah. for uh, in one-on-one. Yeah, it was, it was it, you know, again, man, like when he's 100%, like the burst is something. Um, it was pretty f- cool listening to Mike Elko yesterday talk about, and this is two weeks in a row, Dino Babers obviously – was glowing about Florida State last week. It's been all season. Every, everybody they play, these coaches talk up Florida State, like not just that they're the best team they're playing this season, but the best team they've played. Jeff Halfley said it was the best Florida State, best team he's faced since he's been at Boston College. Uh, Dino Babers said similar Northern things. Illinois is like, wait, what? And uh, <laughs> now this week, Mike Elko said that the Florida State's defensive front is the best one they've seen since they've been at Duke, um, which is a couple of years, but Clemson's had good defensive linemen. So, I mean, it's, it's – uh, it's and but he spoke also about Jaheim Bell. I mean, he just went down the the lineup and he's just like, man, freak, freak, freak. I mean, it's it's a, it's a challenge. That's why the expectations are so high and why we sometimes are left wanting because they have a lot of really good players. Right. They've got a lot of really good players. That defensive line is fair to. I think if I were any opposing coach, I'd bring that up first and foremost. Um, that if you're trying to run traditionally, Florida State's defensive line is not allowing that. Against anybody. Yeah. Also, anybody. Uh, verse, you know, people still kind of clamor for more stats for Jared Verse. I mean, he got triple team some in that game, literally. Like Jared's played a tight really end, well. Tackle tight end and a back. No, Jared's played really yeah. well all year. Mm. I mean, if you're occupying that, three guys. Yeah, unequivocally, he's played really well yeah. all year. That's just uh, people looking for sack numbers, and, and that's all that is. I mean, he stops the run, which, you know, if you want to listen, a lot of defensive ends, as we know, Sub in and out of packages based on, yeah. hey, he's solely a pass rusher or he he's a guy who sets the edge. That's what Patrick Payton was last year. Yeah, Jared does both things exceptionally yeah. well. I think that added strength and size has made him even better against the run. You see now how he holds up. It's borderline disrespectful the way that he handles tackles. It's 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 mm-hmm. absolutely embarrassing at times when he's holding them with one arm. Yeah. Like, you'll watch him hold guys with one arm. I mean, look, he's got a long way to go to be compared to Reggie White. But Reggie White used to humiliate people just holding them there mm-hmm. while looking around. And this is a grown man trying yeah. to block you. I see that happen on occasion with Verse. That's how strong he is. So, yeah, his he's been, um, you know, capable and of being great against the run. And obviously he didn't get a lot of opportunities against the pass because I think guys are getting the balls out of their hands pretty quickly. Yes. By yeah. design. Syracuse, uh, Schrader, Schrader has regressed, I think we could say. He's not what we uh, saw a couple of years ago. He doesn't do anything well. Well, once he couldn't run, like, they they stuffed him in the run game pretty early on. It was apparent. Like, they called a few in a row for him to run. Once that got stopped, I'm like, my man's done here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't – he's never been a great passer. No, and what was funny is there – you remember the uh, – it might have been the first, the second touchdown that Keon had against LSU where he just mossed the kid and the kid just hopped up and jogged yeah. back to the sideline. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Schrader did that after every yeah. possession. After, after every third down After stop. every third down incompletion, he just jogged back to the sideline. <laughs> take it on back to the house, boys. Go get him, punter. Try not to punt it to four. Uh, yeah, that was it was just it was that was very telling that there was never like a staring down, like what just happened or frustration. Yeah, shaking his head. It was just hop up, jog to the sideline, go sit down. When you're outmatched and you know it, and your own head coach basically gave it yeah. away all week long. I mean, he 
he clearly didn't think they were going to come in here and compete. That was interesting to listen to him. I mean, it's one thing to talk glowingly about your opponent. It's a whole nother. He sounded early in the week like he was devastated, like they had nothing for us, and then later in the week all he could do is talk up Florida State, which may be good psychology because they still have a chance to go to a bowl. Guys, they yeah. the chat may have uh, outdone itself here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Malcolm X-Ray. Ooh. It works both ways, guys. It does. It's pretty good. It works both ways. Well, what, it doesn't work in You've the way You've never done that, that before. What, it's not a compliment to be an X-ray. Well, it was a stingray for a defensive lineman. Yeah, it is because you're stinging the offense. I don't know how many times i got to spell this out, guys. You're putting your stinger in the offense. A stingray is not it. stopping the run. Do sting, sting, how do stingrays kill? Do they kill or do they just the, hurt? Usually they don't kill. Unfortunately, the uh, crocodile hunter had a But that was experience. a big – that wasn't just your normal and it, stingray. And it went to his heart. Yeah. So he stung him in the heart? Yeah. He was hovering above it, taking a camera shot, and then it got him. Rapid fire, by the yeah. way. Do you know, have you ever seen one of those things when they attack no, like that? No, clearly. So I've when, seen Malcolm Ray, though, like attack 99. I've, yeah, I've seen yeah. 99 attack so, offenses. So they're jagged, they're serrated, and when that goes in you, and they can do it rapid fire, it's just like, like five or six times, and it's just ripping you to pieces. So it feels like a perfect nickname for a defensive lineman. That's a tough way to go. Yeah. He had time to know. Yeah. He had time to know. Um, yeah, but he did. He died doing what he loved. Yeah, true. Getting killed by a stingray. You know, when I get older, right? I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? No, so I, I don't know. We can keep working on it. Malcolm Ray has been an integral part of what they're doing he defensively. He has. deserves. In, uh, he deserves. You know, I, I I don't think Briggs has been very. He hasn't been very impactful here lately. Um, but I think we know that's in there. We've seen it from him. So maybe he's getting healthier, getting over some stuff. Who knows? But Malcolm Ray being a, a legitimate player on this defensive line is a big deal because you can't play yeah. Fabian and Fisk yeah. now you're, sixty now, snaps. Now, yeah, now you're yeah you're into your third team with guys who are making plays. Yeah, you're Fabian Fisk and Farmer, your three best. Mm-hmm. Um, well, your your best might be the kid that's not playing, but Fabian Fisk and Farmer are the three best. Then you got Briggs and Ray, and you got Briggs and Ray who can you know they they. Certainly hold their own. Well, they play more. I mean, they play a ton of snaps. Malcolm Ray doesn't play a lot. No, he he played 19 snaps in that game. He doesn't play a lot, man. And I I think there was one time, I know there was one time because I was watching it. He played, I was like, oh, Fabian's out there. He played two plays. And then he looks over and Ray's running in for him on third down. And he goes like, he throws his hands up like, what, I'm already coming out? And so, runs out. I, well, that's a good sign because I will say. Well, I don't think it's a health it's, thing. It's I not, think it's a saving yeah, his think, body yeah, thing. Well, I, 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 I get it. But we we got to start seeing him produce and play a lot more. I'm with Ira on this. You got to ramp that up. 19 snaps is ridiculous. I mean, at some point, play him now. I, I don't know if they made a deal before the season, like, hey, we need you to be really good against Miami and Florida and Clemson and whomever else. I mean, maybe. But at some point, we've got to see if he's truly one of your better players. He's got to play. Yeah, you're going to be playing some good teams here, and you start with Duke this. Maybe week. it starts this week because Duke's going to try to run all over you. That's what they do. They yeah. lead the ACC in rushing. Uh, whether Leonard's Did playing or one? the other kids playing, I, just, I can't. I, I need to stop looking at the chat. What? Are you going with Briggsy Smalls? <laughs> Guys, uh, leave it to me. <laughs> leave it to the professional. Leave it to the pros, gang. <laughs> I need to stop. Could you do something with Peyton because of the batted balls? Hmm. Mm. I don't know what old you batted balls, Peyton. <laughs> I actually like that one. <laughs> old Batted Balls. Old Batted Balls had it again. Man, Old Batted that's, Balls. That, would, doing that would have been his nickname if he played in the 40s. Dude, that would have been so good. <laughs> that's it's right. Old Batted Balls. Early on, some guy named Rich would have been like, Oh, Batted Balls. Oh, Batted again. Balls, Peyton. And that's just how he's referred to. That's OBB. a good one, Rich. Yeah. No. Old Batted Balls is now what it's going to be. The OBB. There is no. 
<laughs> There's no chance we go away from that. So old batted balls. <laughs> Handful of balls is doing it again. Yeah. Look at him, man. What would I call him, Matt? Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Director. Director Matthew. Yeah, to get t-shirts available. That'd Old be good batted merch. balls, Peyton t-shirts available can, soon. I'd actually wear that shirt. We should all wear yeah. that shirt. That's a good I will one. say that, though. Like I, For years <laughs> watching this program, watching this defense, I don't remember them ever jumping and batting balls down. Not like this. They're they're really good at it this it's, year. They've done a really Malcolm good Ray job. Malcolm Ray will bat the ball down yeah. a lot, too. Malcolm yeah. Ray's but I think, balls uh, I think it does come back to they know what they have on the edge there was a play saturday where peyton just blocked it me. peyton blocked one and there's a guy behind him jumping two in the lane yeah like either he, one of them and yeah. i think it comes to they know what they have on the edge they have a first round pick on one side and the acc rookie of the year on the other so they know these quarterbacks the balls are, are coming be, out quick, they, balls so coming out quick yeah. as a defensive tackle you're yeah. probably not getting a sack but you can push push the guy back, and then wait for the throw and jump. And they've just done a really good job of it this year. There have been a lot of quarterbacks walking off the field on third down disgusted by the fact that they thought they had a guy batted over yeah. and over again. It happened twice on Saturday. It, had, it started in the LSU game. Yep. I don't remember. Maybe Peyton did. I can't remember who did it in the LSU game. By the way. Oh, it was of, definitely old batted balls. Yeah, old batted balls old, did it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jane Daniels has probably been the best quarterback in the country this year. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, he's been incredible. Except he got outplayed in that first game, and I wonder if people will remember that later well, th in the year. I, th I was thinking we should get Adam Fuller to sit down and do like a watch along with us on like Tell how they defended they them, because yeah, man, he's putting up. He didn't ridiculous score any. They didn't numbers. score anything in the second half until uh, the third string defense was in. He, yeah. They went scoreless for twenty nine minutes. Right. Uh, it's it's pretty remarkable what that defense did. Um, against that guy because they they I mean he does he's incredible against everyone. The other thing about the defense is and you know and I wrote about it in the three two one but like the the Virginia Tech game the way they came out in that first quarter I mean that was the best first quarter from a Florida State football team since probably the that NC State game or whatever like when they were up thirty five nothing oh yeah yeah in two thousand thirteen like that first quarter was ridiculous that was the greatest first quarter ever played by any football team ever. oh that was that thirty five yeah. thirty five nothing in a quarter and they were cowering it was oh, weird coming you saw off kids the game they, coming off the game they had just played against Clemson to yeah, be like that yeah. that was something but um twenty two nothing one hundred ninety something yards to nine yeah uh, just completely dominated them and then the second quarter wasn't that great but it, you know we the officiating like that was kind of the question after that game was did they would they have played a full quarter four quarter game if they the officiating have, yeah. had them they might have because they kind of just did this this past Saturday the the second quarter in this game to me was you know the defense still played really well the offense just like had a couple of goofy plays and play calls um, but I mean I think this is I think you can make the argument that this team now going back to the second half of Clemson they've played ten quarters of really good football yeah defensively they have and I think when we started this season that was the question mark and I think Jeff you would agree with this if this defense plays like this stop the run and don't give up 40 Big yard plays. bust yeah just yeah, don't yeah. bust make teams earn it this defense can go win you a national championship or this team could go win you a national championship with this defense. yeah I think the biggest compliment to the defense at this point is that I'm far more concerned with the offensive line when we talk big picture about winning the national championship, yeah. like if we're aspiring to win the national championship and you want to name something that concerns you the most, it's the offensive line. Yeah. What's and 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 what gives you still some confidence is you do have a really good play caller, Mike Norvell. You've got a quarterback who can do a lot of things with his legs as well, and Jordan Travis. And then you've got an advantage, probably a wide receiver over probably anybody you play. So that can, you know, if you had well, an no offensive line. Probably. There's yeah. nobody well, that has corners that can deal with those right. two guys. But I'm saying if you had an offensive line that, 
you know, again, you're not going to be trying to beat Georgia yes. by running the ball. You, if you no, have no. a four-point lead on Georgia with six minutes to go, you're not going to just be able to go, you know what, let's just right. run it down their throats and end the game. That ain't, that ain't exactly. I don't think you would even go into the game with the idea that you were going to run the ball successfully what I did, on that what, day. What I did like about the game on Saturday, though, because I was, I was lamenting it with Aslan and, uh, at halftime, is like you saw Ohio State get – or you saw Michigan get behind early. You saw Georgia get behind early. But you knew those teams were going to wear down those uh, overmatched teams, and they're just going to run it down their throats because they were bigger and stronger. Yeah. It's like the one, the one uh, caveat I have with this team that we're watching right now is they don't do that. They don't have an offensive line that can just dominate Correct. and push teams out Correct. of the way. But they kind of did in the second half of that game. The running game got. I know it's Syracuse, but they did look a lot better. I thought running the ball in the second half. And Syracuse has a good run defense. It, but they they looked more like what a a good offensive line would do to an overmatched team. They just started pushing them out of the way, and the running game got going. You don't have to do it in a traditional way. Like you don't have to come out of the game and start running the football early on. They didn't run the ball at all against LSU in the first half. Yeah. They were terrible running the football. And then in the second half, they were determined to run the ball. That first drive in the second half, they're running the ball right down LSU's throat. It was the first time in that entire game that they'd really been able to run the ball at all. They ended up with what? Just just Was it just north of 100 yards rushing against <coughs> LSU? Yeah, like 130. Something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But almost all of that was in the second half. Yeah. And, and none of it by your quarterback. Who right, is a so you, so you can do so you can do that. You can you can beat people through the air and soften them up. And obviously, if you're playing good defense and you're getting them to go three and out repeatedly, eventually their defense gets worn down too. Well, I, I also think, think I see that. I also think they've been trying to figure things out because again, they haven't had especially early on. I mean, you lose Robert Scott in the first game. <clears throat> Excuse me, you don't have him for the next few weeks. You lost Maurice Smith for part of that stretch as well. I think they were trying to figure out what they exactly can do with this offensive line and. I think they've started to figure it out. Some, I mean, the the, the zone runs they ran Saturday yeah. were much more effective than what they've done. You know, with the gap scheme stuff. Yeah, earlier. he's probably got to be frustrated because Mike wants to run counter and super counter as uh, as it's been called. But I I think that sometimes you just realize there are guys that aren't suited. You know, yeah. and maybe you realize okay, we got to go back to this or maybe a little bit more of this. And they're yeah, I think you're right. They are trying to figure it out. It'd just be easier to figure it out if one week. You know, Robert Scott wasn't missing, and yeah. the next week, Bless Harris wasn't missing, and the next week, Marie Smith isn't missing, and the next week, Darius Washington isn't missing. You know, they've got a right. lot of guys that are missing, sometimes simultaneously, sometimes not. It's just been this staggered, but it's sort a, of uneven. But how cool line. is it? But how cool is it though that last Saturday, Bless Harris was available. So your starting right tackle was available, or starting yeah, possibly if, left if, tackle if you was him. available. In every other year since twenty thirteen, oh, he would, have, he to would have had to play. Yeah, and he would never get healthy. Yeah, like yeah. that's cool. Oh, I, that they've I, been able to do that with those guys. Two years in a row, they are a far cry better than they've been in a long, long time to where they could withstand injuries, guys gone for the season, you know, mm -hmm. and, and right off the bat, they found a way. I mean, turn time last year was a revelation. We didn't yeah, think he yeah. was going to be able to play that way. But that's what they have been able to do. They've raised the floor, there's no doubt, to the point where we start talking about what, what they're capable of from a championship or playoff perspective. I just still think they're not all the way there like the most elite offensive lines you see out there, they're they're a rung below for sure. Yeah, but I I think that their wide receivers are a, wide receivers and right. tight end. You combo, have that advantage. They, that's an advantage yeah. that evens the playing field where you're you have a fighting chance. Like again, and you also again, I watched the Auburn Georgia game. Auburn couldn't do diddly poo except run the quarterback. They ran all over Georgia with that mobile quarterback. Now. Let's just we're, we're projecting, but in a big game, if Jordan Travis is healthy, in a, a playoff game, you would think he'd be healthy. 
Um, that's something you can't prepare for. He's gonna he can run. No, and they have to call it that way. Yeah, well, that's when a that wild game card, comes though. around. That's like, a he's got to be healthy have. enough to where you're gonna have to run him a lot. Yeah, because Georgia. that could be your running game. Yeah, it would have. But to, it's a. I think it, but a it's a. Way, it's a good running game to have. He's really hard to tackle. Similar headlines. Ninety-three three. Real Talk Radio. War Chat TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues, and we'll have your questions in hour number two. Uh, favorite part of, I would say, the offensive line, to continue that discussion, has been Darius Washington, and we got to see how healthy he is in the weeks to come. Obviously, Mike talked about him going out. That's a guy that I never – we've had a lot of pleasant surprises this year. That's a guy that you knew could play center, could play guard, you could put him at tackle. But when you go back and watch, he's played well at yeah. any position on the offensive line they've put yeah, him in. It's crazy. He hasn't just been a filler. He's right. been – I mean, I guess today, since sort of the midway point of the season, I guess I'm just calling out guys that have surprised me. And yeah. he's one of them. He's played well when he's been asked to play. Yeah, and one of the cool things about the Clemson game when uh, – 63 was having a tough time out there on the edge. Uh, apparently, when they went to Darius and they told Jeremiah, listen, we're going to give Darius a shot, Jeremiah Byers was like, you know, that's a good idea. Like, let's see what he can do, which is cool. I mean, I think that that group, you yeah, know, I think they like each other. They yeah. do. There's a, and, and, and Alex the, fosters that, though, I think. For sure. For sure. You know, he moves those guys in and out. They're always right. cross training positions yeah. and all that. But Darius, I'll tell you what, man, he went out there and handled that guy. Like, this, you know, I mean, he, he did a good job. Certainly better than 63 was. For sure. Yeah. yeah um, and that's been, you know, the the aspect of this has been watching Alex try to figure out, hmm, he doesn't do this well, but he does this okay. I can move this guy here and maybe move this guy here. He's forever juggling. There, right. I haven't been. I mean, we know if Maurice Smith's healthy, he's always going to be the center, and if you can keep him out there, you know, he'll play well. What do you make of? And I'm not trying to like fish for drama, but mm. like the, you know, Norvell and Atkins both talking about how many missed assignments there were by the skill players. Uh, on Saturday. Now, it might have been partly because, you know, there was a couple of guys not of maybe playing or guys playing more that haven't played much before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
but that was a little weird. I mean, I, don't, I can't remember a time since Nor- maybe the last two or three years where Norvell has talked about middle of a season having a lot of missed assignments, miscommunications out on the edges. Um, and I think that may have been part of why Jordan was so kind of frustrated. It's been an interesting year for this offense. It's such a weird thing to talk about because the numbers are the numbers. They're averaging over 40 points a game. We all projected that they would. We thought they could. There are moments when the offense really looks like it's almost unfair because they have so many weapons. And then they're wildly inconsistent too. And sometimes Jordan has a bad day, and then other days the receivers seem off. And, you know, we've seen games where they drop passes where they run the wrong route, and Jordan seems frustrated. I, I don't know really what to make of that other than – I think some of the game, some of the games this year, Jordan's been guilty of being a little inaccurate down the field. There have been times where I think it's easy to fall back on a crutch. When you've got a Superman like Keon Coleman or a Superman like Johnny Wilson with a mm-hmm. size mismatch, when in doubt, as opposed to a scheme deep shot, Jordan will just take a deep shot yeah. because the play's breaking down, screw it, I'm going to throw it up. And you can see why one would do that, right? Like, well, I like my guy. I'm going to do it. But it looks disjointed. It doesn't always look like it's within the flow of the offense. Other times, you know, you see him this Saturday, this past Saturday, that was the second time this year he's been animated, but that's the most he's been animated. Jordan Jordan complaining outwardly like that is kind of rare. Well, I think that's – if you want to know, like, if, what to make of it, I think that's what they're making of it is that uh, this is why our quarterback was so upset. Right. That's well, why they I know because they know that but everybody I mean, it, can it, see that. That was yeah, plainly it was, it's, obvious. It's not great optics. No. And so they're letting people know, look, I think this is why they're doing it anyway. They're letting people know that's the most misassignments we've had all season. And so clearly our quarterback, who was not all that happy after the Virginia Tech game, he mentioned wrong routes and mm-hmm. in that uh here we are the next week and they have more wrong routes. He was not he was clearly not happy with what uh was happening on the edge. So yeah, he's gonna throw it to four a lot more. He knows what he's doing, and he gets open, and he's awesome. Right. And, you know, I know Portier wore it coming off the field after a third down. So, and look, the quarterback looks bad if the person he's supposed to throw into isn't there. Now, all of a sudden, he's got to duck and run and run for his life and scramble for two yards because the receiver that was supposed to run the route ran the wrong one, and I think that's what they were trying well, to do. What's hard for – I'm sorry, I already no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that the, but the reason it, I think it stands out with Jordan is because he, we haven't really seen that he's from a lot from him guy. in the past – but, man, like, we see NFL guys do. I mean, Tom Brady, You when you would watch him with the Bucs, I didn't watch him a lot with the Patriots, right. but I did watch him a lot with the Bucs. Yeah, he's demanding. And, like, if a tight end runs around right or drops a pass. He played the Patriots for two decades. He didn't watch them. <laughs> what a weird I, what thing was to the po- What was the point of watching? Well, I mean, the, when he was with the Bucs, that was, like, interesting. I just figured you'd watch, like, an AFC championship game. I mean, I game. saw them play. I, I saw him play a Super Bowl once where they were down. 28-3. <laughs> to three. Three. He was, he was very demonstrative. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he yeah, was demonstrative on the sideline. I knew you were inviting this, by the way. But it's like – you know, that is like, you know, it's in, in those players knew that, like he would fire them, you know, like if, if they messed up, like there's a yeah. chance they may not play. Yeah, for he a was while. the OC essentially. Yeah. He's like, yeah. get him off the field. So yeah. I think Jordan is kind of at that point now where he knows this offense so well, he knows if you screwed up. Like there's not a debate. I don't have to come back to the sideline and ask, hey, did this happen or did this happen? Yeah. No, dude, you need to step up. You need to do what you're supposed to do. Again, we'll see how it plays out. But I, but I think that that's kind of. But it, I guess it concerns me a little bit that it's six games in, you're having some, you know. But some also, he's like the that. right guy to do it. Like they know it comes from a good place. He's earned their oh, respect, sure. and he's yeah. earned like Tom Brady uh, with the Bucks. With the Bucks, uh, but like Tom Brady had with those players, like you earn the right to criticize because they know he knows what he's doing, right. and they know they're probably in the wrong if they ran the wrong route, or if Jakai, I guess, didn't run through his break like he was supposed, didn't run through the route like he was supposed to. He's he has the right to criticize you, you know. 
fix it up, man. Right. Nobody, you know, nobody I, studies harder than 13. Nobody gets more prepared than 13, so he's going to be upset if you're not on the right page. It's fascinating, too, because all of that's fair. Really, the last time that Jordan kind of uh, called anybody out and uh, you, you could say made them look bad was the NC State game a year ago when he was so frustrated. They were dropping balls, and, and he didn't play well, and they didn't play well. He was mad at the offense. He was mad at Mike. Yeah. You can see he was just mad, period. And he was called out then. He was called out in the broadcast. We called him out. People said, that's a bad look, man. Your leader's out here complaining after every series. He never did it again the rest of the year. You never saw it again. And he really hadn't done it much until rather recently. I think there is a real pressure to wanting – I mean, look, you are halfway through a season in which you are in prime position to go for and win the conference and perhaps make the college football playoff. There's real pressure. Right. you got to get right, guys. And all those guys that came back, they came back for this opportunity. This is like, it. This like, is you the, can't you know, keep you can't, doing can't this. Uh, Brad in the, <laughs> points out that I probably really hated the Patriots for my, uh, <laughs> yeah. for my uh, disdain for the, the – White skill position. Oh, yeah, players. that's all they had. Yeah. Randy Moss yeah. and a bunch of Julian yeah. Edelman. That, that's really well done by him. <laughs> yeah, he, that's your all really time. That's, that's why you didn't watch that's it. That's a special yeah. kind of hatred out there for that team. No, no. I mean, uh, it's, it is it is interesting, but that pressure will ratchet up. You got a little bit better competition coming up in the future here. Duke will test you. ACC championship game, whomever you're playing will test you. I still suspect that when you get down to Gainesville, that's going to be a tougher game than sure, a lot of people sure. realize. Yeah. And we'll see if Miami's quit because if they haven't, they've got defense. Well, this will be the telling game they'll, coming up against yeah, Clemson. They'll, they'll, they'll come to play in the first quarter of that game. Yeah, you got to beat well, it out of yeah. them. Yeah. Joshua writes, we are 19-0 and all time against Duke. Can the headlines crew give the pregame speech about the importance of the Platinum Bohica to the team? Then they have Jeff on standby to present Elko with the trophy. Well, the Platinum Bohica is 10 straight. They've already accomplished it. This is a double it. Platinum. This is a double Platinum Bohica. I mean, I don't know. That seems a bit excessive. So it's Almost, two statuettes. I mean, that's crazy for me to walk in with those two yeah. trophies. That's a lot. Is it also? Mm. Haven't they, aren't they twenty one and zero all time against Duke? But two of them were vacated. That's, that's sounds, probably sounds possible. So, are we still doing that? Yeah, They've not course. gone back and fixed that I don't, that I don't yet? even think they have one of the track championships. Is still not no, they able to don't. be listed. I'd fly that flag high as I hell. Would It'd too. be the biggest one I have out there. You'd see that before you saw anything else. Was the one that they vacated? <laughs> yeah, two thousand eight. <laughs> just flying in the wind. Flying in the wind right there. That's nonsense. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, going back to Travis, I do think that. Uh, uh, you know, it started early. I remember a run that Benson had against LSU where he gave it to Benson. Benson went outside, and Travis, like, in front of it, the whole nation is like, no, the hole was right there. Like, he's just been more demonstrative. Um, but so far, they seem to be handling it well, and I think they can because it's him. Uh, he is like a coach on the field. He's a talented coach, but he's like a coach on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's and a, he's getting it, on them. Yeah, and it's a fraction of the what the way Norvell yells at them at practice. You know, or some of the position coaches, Alex Atkins. Right? So I mean, it's not like it's he's berating yeah, them; all and they're not to used to being being yelled at. But I also think but it is uh, telling that he's doing it now. He used to be a kid that like right. would clap his hands and then jog to the sideline. But he that's what's that anymore. But that's like that's one of the you know probably the parts of his transformation that we never really talk about because it's kind of more behind the scenes. It's not as tangible. But that was kind of part of the reason that they brought Mackenzie Milton in. Like everybody, we we can say it was a failure to bring Mackenzie Milton in, and in. For one day, for sure, it was a failure. Yeah. But for the big picture, like, McKenzie taught Jordan how to be the guy. Like, yeah. what? how important it is for you to be at every single practice, for you to be the guy that knows everything, to never make a mistake. You know, those things because everybody looks to you. And I think this is the next step of that av- 
evolution to where it's this is my team and you guys play how i need you to play because i lead this team and so i I don't have a problem i don't have a problem with it it's always a fine line um jordan doesn't always read it as well as he should as long as he's willing to take the the criticism that comes with that i'm talking about the read option stuff he doesn't always read it real well um you have to be willing to take that back now, you know, that's fine. I think he is. I'm sure he is. I mean, I, I think he demands an awful lot of himself. I'm sure – I mean, we certainly know that Mike and he have a relationship where Mike can say whatever he needs to say to Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's happened behind closed doors. Mike is very careful about criticizing his quarterback. He doesn't do it very very often. He, he usually – you can tell where he'll stop short of doing it, and I understand why, because he knows that Jordan's the unquestioned leader of the team, so you got to be very careful about how you criticize him to the press. Right, and, and the quarterback's always going to get all the blame anyway. Yeah. So it's like you, if you don't need to pile on. Right. Uh, I mean, Jimbo protected his quarterbacks. Like, I mean, it was – I mean, the way he – I mean, Ponder could have done anything. It wouldn't – he was going to get blamed on somebody else. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of what – And M.A., M.A., he's throwing the right spot, right. stuff like that. Yeah, and, and it also probably didn't help that on Saturday – um, you had Portier and Douglas playing a lot. That's why I wonder a little played bit. played yeah. a lot. You know, Johnny didn't play. So you have Portier, who didn't even have a catch, and he he probably played 50 snaps. He was out there a ton. Like, so you had two guys that had been basically out all year uh, being, you know, a lot. reintroduced. And then you got a freshman in Destin Hill. Yeah. So. Fun to watch Destin Hill, though. I continue. Yeah. And then we talked about it yesterday, but Hakeem Williams' touchdown was my favorite play of the day. Um, that is that portends of real dominance. I mean, that is a freakishly fast man for that size. Yeah, man. And then they, I don't think I, people they, really realize. Yeah. I don't know that we realized, realized it looked it. like that I didn't either. That Neither did Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman said he stood up yeah. when he was no, watching that, on that, the video. When like, you Whoa. watch that, I've watched that thing six times. I'm like, that's wrong. What and he's doing the, to those poor kids. The cut he made. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. little just did, like oh, Leon yeah. Washington, yeah. like just stick your foot in the ground and make a guy look fo- foolish and fall down. That was like, okay, that's a, like all of a sudden that one play. It's like all we talked about was Vandravius in the spring. And, and, and Vandravius could have a very nice career here still. But then that one play, you're like, yeah, that's why he was the five-star. Right. That's why he might be in the NFL for a decade. That one play showed off the whole skill set. He's got a body. He's got the right body type now. He loves to block. Yeah, he's aggressive. The fact that people love to block means they get more opportunities in the passing game to be a receiver, a true receiver, because that is not overlooked ever. Your fellow teammates love that. Your coaches certainly love it. You're going to get those opportunities. What that guy could be is a superstar. That's why everybody wanted him, it's, yeah. as you're saying. You got a glimpse of it in two seconds. You that went burst in that cut. Moly. Yeah, it's like, well, oh my gosh. I was thinking about going into next year. What are they going to do at receiver? You knew Destin Hill was coming back, but Keon's going to be gone. Johnny's going to be gone. You're thinking about receivers. I don't know that Bedravis Jacobs is dependable. So you're sitting around thinking, and then you go, oh yeah, well, they, they got that yeah. dude. Yeah. He and Destin Hill will be pretty be good right. tandem. They're, they're going to be yeah. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, headliner questions forthcoming. Hang in there. We'll be back for more. Hour number two coming up. Thank you.